Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I just want to thank you if you've been listening along with us um, for continuing to tune in and tell your friends. And I just love seeing um, your takeaways and the ways that this podcast is impacting you or um, benefiting your life. So thank you for your feedback and thank you for listening. If this is your first time, welcome. We are so excited that you found us and we hope that this can be a place for you to feel grounded when you tune in and and leave feeling inspired um, by the stories that you hear and the ways that these women, the guests that we have, or I will challenge you to really make the most of this season of your sorority journey. If you've been tuning in, you know that we have had some awesome guests on the show. The women that have been featured have incredible stories and have so much wisdom to share. So if you haven't tuned in yet, you should definitely um, go back and listen to those episodes. But today is going to be a little bit different. And every 10th episode moving forward is going to look like today's. Um, We are just going to dive in for 15 to 20 minutes about a topic that's pressing on my heart or super present in society, um, in our sorority communities, whatever it is, um, just to better, just to have an open conversation about it and hopefully provide you all with some encouragement about something that has been close on my heart. So we are going to start with that today. So since we're just now 10 episodes in, I look at this as we're still getting to know one another. I introduced myself and tried to give you a a brief overview of my heart and my journey on the first episode, but today I want to offer you a little bit more of my story uh, to help frame the topic I want to talk about today. So as the title alludes to, Um, I wanted to dive into how to separate who you are from what you do, Uh, how to separate your identity and your worth from your title or your job responsibilities that come with whatever you're working on for your sorority, for an internship, Um, because I think it can be very dangerous when we start mixing the two. So I wanted to give you a brief overview, like a bird's eye view of my leadership progression. Each of these roles um, had such an had such an impact on my life that really shaped me into the woman that I am today, starting her sorority journey and launching this podcast. So I want to take you back to September of 2014. I had just joined Sigma Kappa About a month later, I was initiated in late October into um, this awesome organization, this awesome sisterhood that I was just ready to dive into. Um, A week after initiation, I was sitting in our executive council elections and was nominated off the floor to be Panhellenic delegate. And I ended up being elected and it was such a pivotal moment for my entire sorority journey because this chapter of women demonstrated that they believed in me and they trusted me with this role. And I was ready. I was ready to get involved. I was thankful that year to be a uncontroversial member of executive council, to be in the know and to be 
working on projects to benefit the chapter and the community at large um, without like ruffling any feathers. So that year I got to make goodie baskets and send flowers to our Panhellenic sisters in our community. But my pride and joy of that position was getting to co-host a yoga event during finals week in our fitness center for the entire Panhellenic community. We made tank tops, so it was official. And Throughout that term, I just learned a lot about leadership and getting to represent my organization, getting to represent myself too, and the things that I cared about and utilizing the role of Panhellenic Delegate as an outlet to get to further my passions for the community. And then as that role was wrapping up, I just knew that I had more to give and had um, was passionate about continuing to serve my chapter and I remember taking you guys back to September of 2014. I remember sitting in Pi Beta Phi's sisterhood around and listening to the president of the chapter speak about their sisterhood and the meaningfulness of their chapter. And I just knew that I wanted to be her for whatever organization I became a part of. And I wanted to be intentional and influential and make a difference and represent something so much bigger than myself. And so as my term of Panhellenic Delegate came to an end, I, alongside my chapter, thought that was going to be the best fit for me. And before I knew it, I was elected as chapter president of Sigma Kappa. And that year was really tricky. I was super blessed um, to be managing a chapter of 220 of my friends at 19 years old and trying to navigate the different issues that come with organization and behavioral management, um, while also trying to empower these women and provide them the best membership experience. We won chapter of the year that year. Um, We dealt with a lot of conflict issues, but I left that year feeling so proud of the work that I'd done um, and how I'd grown through it. And through a bit of a rocky transition and election process at the end of that year, I found myself on the Panhellenic Executive Board for my that last year. And so I managed finances and housing. Gosh, what else did I do? I did all the communications for the council. So, so I was a pretty busy leader and Through all of that, I was attending the Power Women's Conference and sitting on different committees and holding smaller roles in campus ministries and Order of Omega and just being super involved and kind of seeking these roles and responsibilities to help me find purpose in my college experience. And as I look back, I think about how I almost collected these leadership positions as um, like a badge of honor or like a badge of busyness, a badge of purpose that notified the world that I was a part of something bigger than myself. I had this specific role. I had these specific duties. and, And I think these roles just made me feel important and of value when in the beginning I was seeking them as Panhellenic Delegate, to truly use them as an outlet for my passion for the Panhellenic community. I think it became, I know I'm good at this. I know I can do this. I'm going to sign up for something that 
I'm capable of and will give me purpose in my college experience. And I think it became very easy for me to associate my responsibilities in my title and that purpose it gave me with who I was, who, what my identity was on campus. People knew me for being a passionate sorority woman. People knew me for being president of Sigma Kappa or on the Panhellenic Council, a past chapter president, and just a very involved sorority woman. And I think that title can very easily affect how we view ourselves. And when that happens, it's very hard for us to do our roles objectively. For example, I remember getting feedback as chapter president for being too authoritative and too stern because people knew me as this sunny, happy, panel-like delegate who was just a non-controversial position on the executive council the year before and Now she's holding people accountable and being short and to the point about things, which I think comes with the job of being chapter president. Yes, that should happen with grace and consideration for people's feelings, but there also needs to be a level of accountability that comes with that role. And hearing that feedback, I took it so personally because I had tied so much of who I was with being chapter president that it felt like a personal attack to be told that my to be told that the way I approached the position wasn't who I was or didn't reflect Cassie. And I think we need to be authentic in our positions for sure, but I also think we need to remove feedback from how we execute a leadership responsibility from who we are as a person. And I think we can learn a lot from separating why we end up in these positions what motivates us, what we're passionate about that we want to contribute to. We need to keep those at the core of who we are because they're born out of our values and priorities as a human. But the responsibilities and the duties of the leadership position themselves are not who we are. And I found myself in different seasons of my sorority journey being really lost after I would transition out of a leadership position, sometimes not into another one, um, trying to refine my purpose because my purpose wasn't always rooted in my passions and my values. Sometimes my passions and values got overshadowed by this role that I felt responsible for playing. I also felt this as a leadership consultant. I tell people that I have never felt more intentionally placed and never felt more perfectly fit for a job than when I was traveling full-time for Sigma Kappa as a leadership consultant. I would walk on to a campus or into a chapter house with confidence, knowing what I had to provide, feeling passionate about the work that I was doing with the women, how to communicate with them to their skill set and how to love them well in the season of life they were in and support them well with the resources they needed. But when I walked out of that job, I felt stripped of a part of who I was because I had associated so much of my identity with that job, not the passions and the priorities of my heart. And I think after professionally transitioning um, at the end of last year into starting my own business this year, I felt that again. 
going from having a title where people know me and associate me with a specific brand to having to create that of my own based on who I am as a person. And again, remember not to tie in who I am with what I do. So my hope in sharing with you part of my story and some of the ways that I feel like I've failed as a leader and um, struggled as a person and figuring out my worth and identity apart from these responsibilities I've been given. My hope in sharing those things with you is that I could provide some wisdom and how to prevent that in future leadership roles that you take or how to utilize that now in maybe you're leaving a leadership role or in the middle of one now to reset and remember um, why you're here and better prepare you to transition when your term ends. So I think the first way that we can remove ourselves from our position or formal title is remembering why you wanted the position in the first place. Remove any status or recognition or platform of significance. What about the position made you excited? What were you passionate about being a part of in the organization that this role gave you the opportunity to really spearhead? I think remembering and revealing some of those passions of yours and motivations will remind you of what really matters to you at the core. Not not holding this role, but utilizing this role as an outlet to move your passions forward. I think when we're able to remember why we wanted something, we're able to remove how closely tied we are to being it in the moment. So that's my first one is remember why you wanted the position in the first place. My second way that I think that we can remove ourselves from our title is considering what we're learning from this position and how that's given us a new perspective on the things that we're passionate about. Are you able to see it from a different side, maybe see some more difficulties or some more controversial things that come up with your passion? If it's event planning or fundraising or organizational management, What are some of the roadblocks that you've run into in this role and what have you learned from accomplishing them? Which really leads us into our third point, which is allowing us to see how our passions can grow in the future. I think some of these things that we learn in our role and these new perspectives we gain allow us to see how we could move them forward in the future. So how can we continue to be passionate about them and move forward these issues or callings on our heart in a different role. It doesn't tie us to what we're doing right now, but it ties us to the greater purpose or impact. Another thing that often comes up when we talk about holding these positions, especially those of um, influence, where you have a lot of people looking to you for direction, if it's a chapter president or a vice president of programming who's giving you the education and professional personal development for the semester, maybe a vice president of philanthropy directing how we give of our time and our money. When you're in this position, I think it's really easy to fall into a sense of imposter syndrome, um, feeling inadequate to fulfill these roles. Again, I think that ties back into our identity and and tying what we do too closely with who we are. 
I think we have to go back to that election and that opportunity that the chapter had to decide who was best fit and most equipped to spearhead this area of our chapter. And I think we have to trust our chapter, especially when we're the ones that have been elected, that they've put our tr- their trust in us, not because we have to prove something to them, but because what they saw in us was already enough to fulfill the responsibility separate from who we are. Who we are is enough to sit in that role and fulfill the responsibilities without making the responsibilities who you are. And so I want to encourage you, if you're an officer who's feeling overwhelmed by the hand that you've been dealt with the coronavirus pandemic and the ways that we've had to adapt and pivot, I want you to know that your women trusted you. They know that you have it, have what it takes to navigate this and be in your authentic self to the women and to the duties of the role is all you need to fulfill them. You already have everything you need to be successful. So don't hold back in thinking that because of the situation, because this wasn't what you were expecting, you don't have what it takes anymore. Every semester, there's things that come up that are out of our expectation. This is a little different. We never could have expected that the world would shut down um, because of a virus. But you have everything it takes to navigate this. um, And you are already enough. Your women trust you. And I hope that dispels any myths that you might be believing that you don't have what it takes to do this. As we end, I want to remind you all that you do not need to have a formal officer position or an elected title to be a leader in your chapter. I am the biggest fan of titleist leaders because they demonstrate the values and the priorities of the organization without having job responsibilities that tell them they have to. And I know that the things that matter to you, the things that you value and prioritize will have influence on those around you. So I challenge you to think about the ways, especially in this time that we're so disconnected, that you can demonstrate the values of the organization Even if you aren't chapter president, even if you aren't the one that has to promote virtual sisterhood, how can you do that just because of the things that matter most to you? And I think utilizing your authentic self in that and demonstrating how you would approach that goes so much farther than having a title that says you have to. And so I think titleist leaders are really the strength and the foundation of our organizations. Because they do things not because they have to, not because it's what they do, but because it's who they are. And I just want to remind you of that if you maybe haven't been elected to a position where you saw yourself best fit or didn't have the grade point average or the time to really commit to that position, I want to challenge you to think about how you can live out your values and your organization's values without having a title that says you have to. So sister, if you have a position, if you don't have a formal title, I want you to know that the things that you value and your priorities matter, regardless of what the duties and responsibilities of your role looked like prior to the coronavirus pandemic. 
I want you to know that there is still a way for you to move those things forward and make an impact and act in line with the things that matter most to you right now. Your worth and your identity are not tied to your responsibilities and those are not the source of your purpose. I hope that you hear that and know that you have so much to offer your chapter right now. If this episode resonated with you in any way, or you have been following along with the podcast and feel so encouraged every week, there are three ways that we would love it if you could support us. The first is just share it with a sister friend. We are trying to expand our reach and encourage as many sorority women as we can, especially in a time like this. So if you want to share it with your chapter or community, that would mean the absolute world to me. Also, if you would write a review about what you think about the podcast, what kind of impact it's making on your sorority journey, that would help us reach even more women as well. And finally, we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. So feel free to shoot me a DM at Little Cass or at Her Sorority Journey so we can know how we can best continue supporting you on your sorority journey.